Support the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, we're going to be talking about Woody's World. Mm. Now, who are the famous Woody's that you know in your life? Well, you got Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. Big fan of the old uh, Woody Allen movies, mm. the old ones. Not, not a huge fan of the guy, but I like the movies. What's your favorite Woody Allen film? Uh, Manhattan Murder Mystery. Although Annie Hall is tremendous. Uh, gosh, she's got so many good ones. Everything You Know About Sex, But We're Afraid to Ask is good. Uh... He, uh, pretty much all, like almost all of his own bananas is great. I like all of his, you know, older stuff. I really do. In fact, I like everything up to like Mighty Aphrodite. That was a pretty good flick. I'm a big fan of Manhattan. I like that one. Manhattan? It's in black and white. It's where he falls in love with like the 17 year old girl. I'll see. You're, you, <laughs> it's a know. good film. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, you got, you got uh, Woody in, in, the, in the Toy Story guy named Woody. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, a shout-out to a recently deceased a local indie wrestler named Woody Numbers, who was around forever. Did, did, was he the guy that had the GoFundMe campaign he, set up? He to, passed away, mm-hmm. yeah, but he he did finally. And also, you know, just off the subject, but a, a handsome Harley Race passed away yesterday. <sighs> Eight-time NWA. Have you ever heard of him for real? Oh, yeah. yeah. Eight-time NWA world champion and had a great head of hair, big, big afro. And uh, chops to beat the band. He was an awesome worker and one of the legitimate bad dudes. In where wrestling. does he? Where would he be on the? Okay, he is, who is almost on the mount. I was going to say he's who's like on the a, Mount Rushmore of wrestling. He'd be for like uh, if they had maybe two or three more spots, he'd be there. He's in the top ten, so certainly. He's a big deal, and was well respected uh, dude. And one of the last, he went to Japan and decided to drop the. Uh, NWA world title to Giant Baba and just did it. He didn't tell the NWA. <laughs> really? And everyone never like, okay, because no one would screw with Harley. Mm. He was tough and he drew money. So, but so uh, happy trails to him. But uh, uh, you got what about what you got any Woodies you can think of? I think I named some there. Got a thirty four wagon and they call it a Woody. Surf City, here we come. No, no I don't. I'm not, you don't a big Jan and Dean fan? I'm, I guess. No, I'm, I don't hate them. Mm. But, uh, no, uh, I can't think of. Uh, you know, Woody's the name you don't hear that, but Woody Woodpecker. I guess we should. Woody Harrelson. Him. Yeah, that's right. So there's more. Than I don't know thought. who Woody Harrelson is, though. I mean, yes, I know he's do. an actor. You, you ever watch Cheers? Is he? Um, he was. What's the, his name? Chet. No, his name was. I think his name was. I don't know what his name was. He was the bartender, though, that's right? right yeah. Okay. It may have been Woody. I like it. I don't remember. Hmm. You ever seen Zombie Land? That's a great movie, and the sequel's going to come out, and he was in that. Is that the the one with the hot fuzz guys? No. Did the zombie movie, no, that, or no, was that, was that hot whole, fuzz? No, that was a whole different zombie movie. Okay. You're thinking of. Uh, he was in those. Uh, uh, what's that stupid thing uh, with the chick with the bow and arrow? Everybody loves. Um, yeah. Um, he was in those. Yeah. Hunger He's Games. been in everything. He's been in tons, tons of stuff. He was in. Did you ever see his bowling movie? He was in Kingpins. That was no. Good we were talking about sports movies that I've never seen, and oh no, we were talking about golf movies, and I have, yeah. but I haven't seen Kingpin either. Kingpin's good. It's funny. But uh, yeah, there's a Woody now and again, but not too many of them out there. 
That's, that's all I got. I think we've exhausted <laughs> our uh, our pre-show banter. I should have wrote down a bunch of words beforehand. I didn't realize it was going to come up. Um, where does Woody Woodpecker stack with you on the in the room? I used stuff? to watch Woody Woodpecker, but you know, in the old days, a lot of the com- a lot of the cartoon guys were jerks. Yeah, so that's like Bugs Bunny. I love Bugs Bunny. Big jerk. But I mean, he was a jerk. Yeah, like he antagonized suckers. Ain't I a stinker? And I believe God he said. forbid you anger him in any way, because <laughs> he will torture you. You know, and Woody Woodpecker was sort of the same way. Like it took no crap. What about the new adventures of Woody Woodpecker no, from I, the nineties? I don't do any of those on Fox Kids. It's amazing that they brought him back. Yeah. He's one of those guys that, you know, what's he going to do? He's got the laugh. He'll peck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he will. Yeah, that's about it. Well, Aaron, let's talk about what's been going on in the world of Amiga News. Not much. Not much has been going on. <laughs> we really only got two items this week. Um, I just wanted to touch base uh, for uh, Amiga fans like us. The Retro Hour has, a, has a quite a... Uh, lineup this week. I haven't got to watch. I haven't got to listen to this shit because I just noticed it today. It just came out yesterday, I think. Uh, episode one eighty four. Of course, our buddies uh, are are the two fellows at Retro AR, Dan and Robbie, and they have an interview here with Sean Southern. Now, this guy, uh, um, a luminary in the in the field of Amiga, among the things he worked on was a Lotus Turbo Challenge, Supercars, Kickstart. He's a lot of good stuff, so I'm sure that's tremendous. They always do. They get big names on there, and they do a lot of very good interviews. Um, we should also just briefly touch on our good buddy, the Dream Catcher Boat. Uh, he's been a, a, he's got a t- keyboard surgically attached to his hiney because mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's a, he's a typing and article and video making machine. And he went bananas. We're just going to briefly touch on some of the stuff he did. It's just he's, it's crazy time. Uh, with the DK. So, uh, just coming out, I believe this just came out uh, not too long ago, is, uh, and I don't think we touched this, but maybe we did. It's, it's right in that wheelhouse. Did we talk about his uh, game, Fuzzball, that was that he put out? Uh, Fuzzball is a game, I've heard of this game, but I've never played it. Uh, it's a uh, uh, it's a kind of a nutty little game, uh, kind of puzzly. He takes a good look at that. Uh, that little number. Uh, he's got a bunch of uh, he's got a bunch of stuff up here. Uh, it's just so too much. I haven't got to read the biggest chunk of this stuff. So uh, he also did an article here on zombie. Now I believe that was part of the zombie, Joe the zombie hour. Joe power. the zombie hour power. It's funny how often that comes up. Uh, the zombie because we played every conceivable. In fact, it's going to come up again later. By the mm-hmm. way, I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, and I, again, we played zombie. And what's the name of the guy that uh, it was George Romero that was the he the creator of zombies? Was he he didn't create zombies? He created a movie. Didn't about he zombies. trademark the word zombie? I you know I don't know that. I've never heard that. That's what I always thought. Because zombies were around way before him. Were they? Oh good lord! Yeah, I remember uh, uh, Bella Lugosi was in a zombie movie back in the day. It was called uh, White Zombie. <laughs> Really? That's where the name of the band came from. Oh. oh, yeah. I always thought that Night of the Living Dead, that was the first time anybody had ever uttered the word zombie. No, 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 mm. no. No, sir. No, sir. Anyway, uh, zombie. It's funny. I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the screenshots of this, and I have a vague... That, the zombie hour of power came... It was the... <laughs> It was the Amigathon Hour of Suffering. You know, this has kind of got a Maniac got Mansion it. look to it because you well, got the the people. Do you remember up there. this? No, I, I have remember no it. recollection of this at all. <laughs> I, rem- 
I remember it uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, it's one it's one of those crazy ones again. That, there was that in that mystery area, and like I said, we we the parts of Amiga Thaw in 2018 are missing. Probably should be purposely burned. <laughs> we asked for people to have them if they would give them. We really don't need them or want them. That would be probably bad. Now. This is a little personal site news. Now, I want to throw this out because I was talking to Bud about this before the show. And there's, this requires some explanation, Bud, this little story here. So, uh, I was uh, nosing around on Facebook. It's been about a month ago. And I noticed a fellow had posted that he was clearing out some software from a users group, Amiga users group in Sacramento, California. You ever been out to California, Boo? Uh, yeah, I've been a couple times. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. You did you get to go to the museum out there? You got to. That's why we're relatives. Unfortunately, I, my my brother's uh, wife, my sister, my sister-in-law. Yeah, she her whole family's from Sacramento. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah? I haven't been out. I've only been to the SoCal, as they say. Oh, is that the way they say That's it? That's how they say it over there. Well, I don't have I. I so anyway, this guy's in Sacramento. He's got a, a just a boatload of software. Then they're getting rid of it. Right. Mm. Now, uh, for people that listen to the show, they realize that in, in, in the U.S., Amiga software is difficult to come by. In fact, of all the places I've been, I've only seen a few Amiga titles ever, and I bought every one I've seen, which relate with discs. I got SimCity and something else, but that's it was like hardly anything. You never see it on, on, on in this area, anyway. Mm-hmm. So I sent the guy an email, and he said, listen, because I'm bundling this stuff up and testing it, I want to sell it in bundles of a hundred pieces. All right, and so he 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 uh, and they were selling it pretty reasonably, and uh, he he put he assembled a, a package of it and gave me a price with shipping and everything. And it was going to be expensive. Okay, so I mentioned it on our Discord. God bless the Discord. We love it. And sure enough, a friend of mine out there, one of our Discord buddies, David, happened to live near Sacramento, mm-hmm. and so we sort of talked the three of us, and worked out a deal. And so David went, and uh, I, pay, I paid this guy. David went and picked this software up. A hundred pieces of, of Amiga software, all right? Uh, a long list. Uh, everything from games to uh, music to art to utilities. Every, and all, all points in between. Kids software, a bunch of crazy stuff. And so what I thought we would do... <clears throat> Was now that I've, we've got all this stuff, David's got it. I talked to David. We've agreed that, uh, and in exchange for David, and me and him went in and picked out some stuff we wanted. That seemed fair. And then, but there's still like 90 some pieces of software left to go. So I thought this is a good time to open this up. So what we're what we're doing uh, is uh, this software is going to be available for any of our Patreon uh, uh, members now. Uh, I announced this on our Discord, what, two days ago? And there's a, a spreadsheet that's up that you can go look through. And it's a, you can basically put your name on something and claim it. Um, and it occurred to me, and I was talking to Bo about this earlier, that I'll, uh, a, probably a third of the people that are Patreon supporters don't get on our Discord, which is, that's okay. And I thought, I don't want to shortchange them. So uh, if you are a Patreon uh, member and would like to have a look at this software to see if there's anything you'd like to get. Uh, I have an email address here that you can contact me at if you're not on Discord, or you can sign up for Discord, which we'd love to have that. If 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 you if you uh, are a Patreon, almost everybody is signed up for Discord. Right. They're just not regularly. Right. If you don't there. check your Discord mm-hmm. that much, whatever, check it. You may be interested in, in grabbing something. 
If you are not on Discord and you're a Patreon, you can send me an email at Aaron at AmigosPodcast.com and I will get with you and we'll get you set up on how to check this out. Um, it's sort of our way of saying thank you for your patronage. We appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're trying to give a little bit back. Uh, now, uh, any, we're going to open the doors on this for about a month. I figure that should give everyone enough time to go through and claim as much as they want. Uh, David ha- and me have worked at a deal. So here's the way it'll work. This software, we're just giving it away. All right? It's, a lot of it's boxed. It's in the box. Some of it's not. But most of it's boxed. And a lot of it's been tested. Uh, but it, it's, this is free software, effectively. And I, don't, I mean originals with the box. Uh, uh, if, um, if you are willing to pay for the shipping on this, and you provide the shipping and an address... It's yours. That's all, you claim it, it's yours. That's all there is to it. And probably in about a month, we're going to shut the door. We're going to see what got claimed. And uh, once once we do that, we'll get all the money in order to ship this stuff to various places. It's going to go, Dave is going to go above and beyond to uh, help us ship this stuff out. And then whatever's less, we'll probably divvy up some of it or maybe eBay some of it or whatever. That's pretty much a long short of it. So if you're interested in uh, having to look at the software and maybe uh, make it a claim on it, uh, you know, again, email address is Aaron at AmigosPodcast.com. Uh, and if you are a Patreon, uh, send me a, drop me a line or check your Discord. Hey, if you're not a Patreon, you want to get get, on, get in on it or at least check out Discord, feel free to, you know, join up. Uh, you, I mean, it's, it's, you know, a buck. You're in. Hop on Discord with us if you have a good time. And then maybe you'll uh, find something on there you want. Absolutely. There Absolutely. You All right, Aaron. Well, uh Let's go ahead and jump right into this week's game. Ooh, okay. So this week's game, Woody's World. Now, I always ask you this. I'm going to ask you one more time. Had you heard of this before this week? Never. <clears throat> I've been playing a lot of Amiga for a lot of years. And I'd never heard of this game, except one time I remembered that our buddy Lafarius did a, a show in this way, way back. Because mm-hmm. I remember it distinctly, because I remember thinking, what a dumb name that is. <laughs> And w- what the hell is that? Right. I never heard of it. And I didn't, I should have listened to the episode. I didn't. And so lo and behold, it comes up. It's our turn to have a look at this thing. So uh, this this came out in 93 uh, on three discs. Now, it's interesting. The, the developers of this, uh, and this is an interesting story, Boat. The developers of this were an outfit called Vision. Okay, now, uh, they'd done some work. Uh, they among, and listen, this this is a diverse portfolio of games, boat. If I may say, they were responsible for doing the development work on Dra- Dragon Slayers and Dragon Slayers Singe's Castle. Okay, is that the um, you know the, the Amiga- sequel? Yeah, that was Singe's well. Castle? Basically, they just they didn't have all of Dragon Slayer in the first. But they kind of split it into oh, two I games. Oh, I see. Okay, and then added some hideous parts, mm. including this horrible maze. <laughs> um, they also did uh, Roadkill. Ultimate Pinball Quest, which I believe we took a look at that in, on our own and uh, way, way back. They also did Zombie Apocalypse 2, Ooh. which I know we looked at. They did they did, <laughs> they did, did Pixie and Dixie. Okay. Never a good sign. Well, that's, those are the two mics, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those the games are all horrible, mm. you know, as you'll recall. They also did some games that we actually enjoyed, including Overkill. They did Prime Mover, and they did Cybernetics. Cybernetics was that... Uh, PD Defender clone mm. that we looked at, and Overkill was that game where that ship, that huge ship, comes out and drops off your little tiny crap. It's ship. like a Defender clone. I remember. No, that, no the, the Defender clone is is Cybernetics. I think oh, Overkill was just okay. sort of a 
a, a shooty game. And then I remember that we looked at Prime Mover. Was that was that was that a racing game or I mean, it was a motorcycle game, wasn't it? Prime Mover. That sounds like it. I know uh, we looked at that a while back. Uh, so anyway, it's not a Soko Bond clone. No, this. So they've done some cool. They did a lot of wacky stuff. I'll give them that. Uh, the guys that worked on this game, uh, I should mention, it was published by Ass, and now Ass had also did a ton. They published a ton of stuff, but I. I read somewhere on a chat room, you can take this with a grain of salt, that Acid and Vision shared an office building. So that may have something... <laughs> I don't know, but mm. it could be, could be not true. Uh, Vision also... So Vision gained their rep from working on these PD games, like Cybernetics. Cybernetics was a real popular game, public domain game, and it, looked, it did look really good. I remember when we played it. Uh, and a lot of people... I, funny, I read a lot of reviews on this game that said that this was uh, their first commercial effort outside of public domain. But from what I've been able to read, this was like their sixth or seventh commercial effort. So mm. it's not like that. But so they'd been at, they'd been in the game. I would be long. real surprised if a game this of this caliber would be somebody's first effort. Yeah. By the way, these guys are out of New Zealand. Uh, uh, Auckland, I believe. Huh. And, and so was that. And so apparently is Acid. Okay. So these are these are guys from New Zealand. So we got people down there. So yeah. maybe uh, someday we'll get we'll get some inside scoop with some of this stuff. Uh, and so anyway, so Woody's World. Uh, the guys that worked on this were uh, a fellow named Paul Andrews coded it. Uh, the graphics were done by a guy named Rodney Smith. And the musician on this was Blair Supacic. And uh, th- these guys worked on a lot of the same games together, which were a lot of the games I've already mentioned. Uh, you, uh, 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 the graphics guy also did the, some of the graphics in Skidmarks, which we will also look at down the line. Um, it's an ECS OCS game. Nothing special there. Uh, and if you're interested in this, uh, I just happened to notice that Amiga J released and a complete uh, the CD32 complete works of Vision. So you can download one disc and have all the Vision games on it. Pick this up console style. Not that's that's exactly right. Uh, so Woody's World is a, is a platformer. All right, uh, it's a um, it's a game. Now, did you read the manual for this at all? Yeah. Let's just start there. You did. Yeah. So you you read that backstory. Yeah. The backstory is 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 <laughs> ludicrous. Yeah, it's ludicrous. Go ahead. So there's uh, you've got all these castles, and there's a king, and there's crystals that have been stolen, and you have to investigate to see where the crystals are hidden. And so you 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 embark on this quest. Woody embarks on this quest. I can't remember if there's a princess involved or not. No, the, the, you, you skipped over the most ludicrous, oh, most okay. idiotic part. So, at the beginning, if you read the manual, Woody's in there with the king, okay? And the king is sniveling and whining, and, oh, they stole my crystals, right, I'm screwed. Right. And this is told from the perspective of Woody. And Woody's like, man, this is boring. The king is dull. <laughs> so all Woody wants to do is participate in the Elf Olympics. They're upcoming right, Elf Olympics. Right, I forgot about the Elf Olympics. And so, and so that's he talks about it over and over and over. He's like, man, I can't wait for those Elf Olympics. And so just to shut the king up, he's like, okay, fine. Just tell me what the quest is. And the king sort of gives him a... He starts going to this long description of the quest. He's like, got it. Crystal Palace is okay, fine, whatever. I thought to myself, why how was this written? Right. Like this? Right. Why would you want to make your story boring? You it's, may just well, I mean just be it's like you're playing an obnoxious 
like guy who doesn't care about the king's right. feelings <laughs> and is in a hurry to go have an adventure. That's all he cares about. Now, wants- you talk about Elf Olympics. What was that game that elf you and... bowling? No. <laughs> what was that game that you and Brent played on ARG, which was like an Elf Olympics oh, game? You're talking about that, that was an arcade yeah. game that Brent picked. That I remember that episode because Brent was dressed as Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> those were those guys were gnomes or something oh, like that. Okay. Gnome Olympics. And, and no, I, I wish you could remember the name of that game because I just funny I just watched some of that the other day because <laughs> I remember Brent like that's what we do we like to race our gnomes. <laughs> but uh, uh, um, yeah, this is a whole different game from that. That is that was an actual race. Although that may be the sequel. Maybe it's, that's yeah. all you know with. So you're Woody in this, and your goal is to go out and go through these go through these various palaces. And get back the lost crystal. That's uh, uh, that's the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Elf Olympics and Depression King aside, this is just straight up platformer mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, Woody, is a uh, uh, just a normal looking kind of. He's in kind of a the patented wizard outfit, mm-hmm. which is funny because I don't recall him doing any magic. Or being mentioned as being a wizard. Well, I think that's just what people wore back then. We they wore can, we Merlin suits. They they wore it's sort of a colorful tunic. That that's a Merlin suit. That's what that is. Because you see the opening screen, he's wearing. He's like that's he's a Mer. He's, a, he's got the Merlin toque. He's got everything. Merlin wore that tall pointy hat with the stars. That's right. But I mean, in, in the opening, he's got the. It looks like he's wearing the whole suit. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. So enough of that. Your first impressions as you boot this thing out. Very impressive. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I was expecting a real drag to play this game. Um, you know, uh, we one thing that we, we didn't talk about is that I've started a new video series on the yes. channel. We should have mentioned the, that. The ranking of Amiga platformers, where I will endeavor to play as many platformers as I care to before I get bored. And, um, and rank them using an, a, what I consider to be an objective scale. Okay, so this isn't like, I like this, I don't like this. It's like, does the game have these features, does it not? Yeah. Woody's World is the highest ranking platformer that I've played so far. Um, I, You know, the thing that grabbed me at first was music and sound effects at the same time on it an does, ECS OCS game. It it's, it's a rare breed on an ECS OCS game to have music and sound effects at the same time. It did come out in 93. They had learned something by then. Yeah, I, I don't know. Talk to the Super Frog people well, about that. Super Frog, um, had, uh, Super Frog had both. Well, it's got its own problems. But anyway, um, I was impressed. My general, my, my first impression was this is better than I thought it would be. I, yeah. Uh, as the thing as the thing boots up, the music is that music's really good. Then the music slides significantly. After Do you think that. so? It, what it reminded me, you know, what it reminded me of a lot. Two things. It reminded me of ad lib music on the PC. Oh yeah, I love that stuff. Well, I don't, and because this is an Amiga, we don't have to settle for ad lib. We've got the Amiga. All right, and secondly. That it, but some ad lib music's fine. It's music, right? It's got gro- this song. This, this game's problem, got groovy tunes. The problem with this is the music. It's like it's like elevator music. Yeah. I was sitting there. And I was listening to this music at work, and I was like, man, what does this remind me of? And what it reminded me of is when you're teeing off in uh, Neo Turf yeah. Masters. Yeah. Yeah, but this isn't Neo Turf Masters. This is a this is a timed killer, like. This is a platformer. You don't want to hear. This is not the time to be laid back and groovy. I could play the Neo Turf Master soundtrack to any game I no, play ever. No, this needs. You need a more driving or quirky soundtrack. I mean, this is just. 
This is this is a weird soundtrack. I mean, let's say it's bad. You mean something like bump, 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 ba da ba da ba da ba da ba da. That that is that is a that's not that's not easy to listen to music. That's quirky, quirky, fun music. This music's neither quirky nor fun. Listen, I know you don't like Super Bowl, but you got to admit this music that's quirky and fun. You can't so, deny that. I don't, I don't see any difference between the music in this game and the music in Super Frog, which I think is Are good. Are you kidding me? There's a ton of difference. Super Frog's got tons of samples and stuff playing. This has got nothing. This is straight up MIDI action. Okay. So right off the, I didn't like the music. Um, we should get into the more detailed aspects of this game. So it is a platformer, but it's not just, it's not like a, a, just a straight platformer. You can't have that. It's got to be, they had to do some stuff to it. So first thing they did to it is, there's a timer. If that's not your bag, and the timer comes into play for reasons I'll get to in a minute. For me it did, maybe for you it didn't. Um, secondly, uh, this is not one hit kills, to its credit, it gives you a life a very bar. very generous life that bar. That can expand. Now, you would think to yourself, this is great, a life bar, tremendous. Well, it's tremendous with a butt. And the butt is this. It's like me. No, <laughs> you know, tremendous and a butt would be you. <laughs> no, in this game, your life bar is great, but and, and this is a this is the sure sign of of uh, ham and egg and some programming. When you hit something, there's no yeah. second or two of invulnerability, no flashing. That's a major. No fault knocking with this you game. back. Yeah. You could just sit there and it just whatever's on you could just sit there until you die. Yeah. And so that huge life bar could be gone like that. You're absolutely right. And that's a no no. Yeah. So that's a big that's a big major flaw. Um, I can't say anything about the controls. I thought it controlled well. Now, uh, um, Woody, when you stop moving, Woody does slide a bit mm -hmm. in the true platformer tradition. Right. Um, it got irritating, but it's there and you know it's there. It's not excessive. Um, you know, I always think about Mario being the quote-unquote perfect amount of slide. That's, yeah. And I would say that it's more egregious than that, but it's not egregious like um, where you feel like you're on ice. That's right. Uh, it's uh, So I will say Woody totally, for control-wise, is totally fine. Plus it supports two buttons. If you've got, if, if, and the options there if you if you want to use it. Now, hilariously, I just used the one button. Because I just I play this. How crazy is it? This is an ECS OCS game with two button support. Well, ninety three. I mean, it's not like the AGA had anything to do with button support. Yeah, that was. That, I hey, thought Lime that was a big... had two buttons too, and it was the same thing. So just yeah, you another example that. of how AGA is so, such a disappointment. AGA has nothing to do with button support. It has mode. nothing to do with better graphics either. Oh, apparently, my. I'd hate that to murder you right here in the show. So, anyways. So I give it. So you got your control, mm -hmm. right? That's good. Yeah. You've got a, a minimal amount of slide. That's fine. What else do you got in this game? Well, in a lot of platform games, you get through the level, you're out the door, right? Traditionally, that's the way it goes. But the, for some reason, I was going to ask you if this is something that happens on the consoles because it seems like it's an Amiga staple. Are these games, these platform games, that don't let you leave? And this mm -hmm. is another one where you have to, you have to. Go through and get a, a certain amount of treasure chests before the game will let you leave the level. Yeah, I think that that is. I don't know if it's an Amiga thing, but it's definitely a computer platformer thing more than a console platformer thing. I don't like it. What about you? I don't like it either. Uh, in fact, I don't think we. I like a to lot be. Re I like to be rewarded for reaching the end of the stage. That's right. And and now what it does do in this is it does some games you can explore because it's fun. This game you have no choice. You are exploring that game. Oh yeah, and it's it's. I would call it a European thing. You know, it's a it's these these are definitely maze-like platformer levels, a la Turrican, a la Lionheart, where it's you don't have a linear path. You're you're traveling in both directions. And I will say, 
that I often got lost. It happened to me over, I can't tell you how many times the time ran out with me sitting there going, it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. It was very frustrating to, to not be able to find your way out. Well, I mean, you can find your way out, you just can't leave. You've got to find all these treasure chests. That means you have to go all over the place looking. Right. So Super Frog like this too, by the way. So when you, yeah, you, yeah there's a lot of, uh, Azul, same thing. Zool, yep. So when you start this game, there's sort of a, uh, there is no intro no, movie. No, Zool is not that way. Yeah, you don't you, have to collect stuff in Zool. Yeah, you, do. You, have to, you, have to collect a, you have to collect a certain amount of uh, pickups. No. Yeah. I just played Zool the other day. I know, I watched your video. You have to collect, you can't. You what do you to, have to collect? Can- it's, candy. it's not the candy. The candy doesn't do anything but cr- oh, it increase does. your score. Go. No, it's Kid Chaos that you're thinking no, of. Where you no, gotta, no, it's you, well, Kid Chaos help me a, out here in the chat. Kid Chaos is another example where you've got to crush the flowers to yeah, escape. That's yeah. another one. But anyway, this game starts you out with, um, there's, no in, there's no cinematic, there's no explanation about what you're doing, and there's certainly no mention of the Elf Olympics <laughs> being involved. <laughs> Much to the game's detriment. And so, and so yeah, because that sounds like a better game. Yeah. And so what you get is, when you start, it's an overworld map. Mm-hmm. They give you uh, uh, all the palaces laid out. You don't have any choice, though. It's not, not you can first. attack them in any well, order. And, and yeah. Eventually, you can you get a small choice. Mm-hmm. You get branching pathways. So... Uh, the map looks good. Mm-hmm. The, the, you start the game. Uh, there you go. Now uh, we've mentioned we've mentioned the sound the control. We've mentioned what you uh, what your guy does. So in the level, uh, and I, I played a little bit of every level. All right. And so one of the things that you'll see is a constant are the bad guys are there. You don't get a big variety per level. Uh, in the Opening levels, for example, there's a uh, what is that? Like a beaver or a squirrel or something that you see all over the place. Yeah, and it's it's just repeated over and over. That's again. right. And you also uh, will see these birds that have spikes on their heads. Which, by the way, I didn't think you could jump on those, but you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it was, which makes me wonder why they have spikes on their yeah. heads. Yeah, I, I, there was uh, some enemies in the Adams Family Spectrum game that were like that too. Don't put spikes on enemies if you expect players to jump on. That's them. right. Now the enemies in this have like little preset courses that they work. Mm-hmm. All right, so they. They don't chase you. They just sort of do their thing. Meander about, Brian the Lion style. Yeah, that. And so uh, you can jump on their heads, and then, or later on you can shoot them, which we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the the enemies are non. I didn't see any enemies that I thought were particularly interesting in any way. They don't. They don't. They don't do anything of any consequence. Um, you have one button to do something with if you're playing with two buttons, one to jump. But you, So what does your button do? Well, at first, it doesn't do nothing. It doesn't speed you up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do jack squat. It's reserved. Nothing. So as you go through the game, you will. there are a couple power-ups. Mario, this, the, it's not Mario World or anything. I mean, you've got a couple power-ups. So what do you got? You've got... Um, you've got a, a crown. Mm-hmm. If you get the crown, you're now King Woody. King Woody can jump a little bit higher and is a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Okay, and can access the King Woody areas. You've got like Prince Woody, I guess, where he gets the scepter. You've seen the scepter. Mm-hmm. And the scepter, and also these allow you to shoot. We'll get to shooting in a second. The scepter gives you Prince Woody, which he can jump higher, is faster, and has a sort of a sidekicky gimmick. Uh, Super kick. Is I what guess they call that's it. The, like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> And then uh, sometimes you'll just see a star, and if you click that, you've got a star. Now there are two. The, the other things automatically give you the star power. So what is the star power? Well, star power is you can shoot a star with your button. Now there are two types of star shots that I saw. There's a 
star shot that sort of the, you throw the star and it sort of it sort of dies. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? It just goes, <laughs> peters it, out. It tips over mm-hmm. if you throw it. Then there's a straight just a straight on shot. I like the dying one better because you could throw it over corners and stuff mm. over you know over ledges. Yeah. You know I liked it better. Uh, uh, but the star shooting it helps a lot because. Um, Jumping in this is all. I mean, it's okay, but the, it's funny if the enemy's not chasing you. It's hard to. You could sort of predict what they're doing, but it's still weird to jump on them. It, it's it's for me, I found it well, difficult. You know, it's it's very similar to a lot of platformers, including Super Mario Brothers. I mean, none of the enemies in Super Mario Brothers chase right, you either. Right, right, but I mean, these I was the enemies are just goofy. I, it was. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. They're not even interesting, but they're there. Yeah. So how do you obtain these items? Well, you jump up and hit these blocks. Sound familiar? These blocks have stars on them. You hit them, and so you either get a coin or one of the things we mentioned will pop out, or a one-up. Now, when this stuff pops up, you don't just get it, or you don't jump up there and get it. It sort of falls off. Mm-hmm. And I was watching your video and yeah. laughing as that stuff would it's fall very away. It's chasing it, trying to chase yeah. it down. Yeah. It's usually not too bad if you're prepared for it. Right. But, I mean, it, it just seems like it's a needless, uh, you're adding a needless obstacle to the well, player. Well, it is amusing that when you're, when you need that extra man, and you just see it falling yeah. away. Now, I mean, like, it, again, to compare this with the, the most famous platformer of all time, Super Mario Brothers, you hit a mushroom, and it does travel away from you, yeah. but it doesn't physically fall off the wall. Yeah, this one, because these, yeah, these fall off the screen. <laughs> yeah. So, um, also, when you hit these little blocks, uh, I can't remember, they have, the blocks have stars or hearts on them. They got something the on the blocks. They've got hearts, hearts on them. That's right. When you hit these things, you can also get coins. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You also collect coins. You're collecting in this coins, game. yeah. Hundred coins, new guy, well, okay. extra man. No, I, I thought you, coins actually will heal you in this. Yeah, it, they heal you and they give you extra. And lives. then they also, if you get a certain amount, you can actually get the star power too with them. Oh, okay. that's what I read in the manual. Okay, so. That's the basis of the game. Oh yeah, because I think that there is your you can't have an Amiga game without some poorly sampled voiceover going, Scrum-ow. you know, <laughs> whenever you get any kind of pickup. Now, um, the game itself is it fun? Now you clearly thought it was quite fun. You gave it a high score. Well, no, I gave it a high score because according to the objective ranking system, uh-huh. it had all the categories going for it. Okay, so did you think it was fun? No. <laughs> See, that's what throws me about your scores. <laughs> because, I mean, it's objective. It's not subjective. It's fun, <laughs> is, you can't objectively measure fun. Um, this game is, it's exactly like what we were talking about on the Discord, where it was just, you know, the, the programmers knew platformers were a big deal. Yeah. Okay? And they, they, they wanted to make something that, you know, they wanted to make a game. The, the marketing on this on the front of the box, it says "longest platformer on the Amiga" yeah. or something like that. Yeah, which is not how you really want to market your game. It's like saying, "Come see my movie." It's the longest movie of all time. It's funny you should mention that because if you look in the back of the manual, it's got a list of how long it took them to make it. How many? There's like I think it said there were six thousand screens. Mm-hmm. There are sixty levels, and it took them I think it was ten months to make it. Was, uh, so they but they have that listed in the manuals. They're very proud of that. Yeah, oh, that's not what you should be proud of. It is a long game. It is a long as, game. As far as a platformer would go. This, I didn't find, I mean, I turned on cheats uh, pretty early oh, on. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, What'd you put on? I'll extra put, man, extra turn on the timer. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, and so 
You know, I found that, uh, you know, it was fair about the checkpoints. You know, you were able to, yeah. you know, come back in right yeah, where well, you, you died. died. Yes, that was that was. So again, mean. you know, these are these are things that um, objectively speaking, they're good things. This game is just totally devoid of any kind of personality. I mean, your your guy, it's not like he's an ugly character. It's he's, not like it's freaking good chaos. Yeah. But I mean, there's nothing that that makes you interested in him at all. This game is like, if someone said, "Okay, we've got uh, one of these old Apogee mm-hmm. tiles. If you went if, like maybe two steps up, yeah, like it's not it's not Commander Keen, it's not Jill of the Jungle, it's somewhere between uh, a, a what I would consider a a a, a decent Master System game." In between that and a, and a say a Genesis game, mm-hmm. it's totally generic, and that's one of the things. That, you know, we're talking about the music, and, and like I said, in in a, in a, in a vacuum, music's fine, but it's not interesting music. Mm-hmm. It's not. It doesn't fit the game. I just get so tired of just music that I can't stand. That whenever I hear anything that's remotely likable, I immediately love. Well, it. I mean, the truth of the matter is, it does play some music, yeah. so it marks for that. The character, like you said, he's not—he's certainly not the worst character we've seen in one of these. His name Close, mm-hmm. but he's devoid of personality. Mm-hmm. If you read that intro in the in the manual, he fits that profile. Yeah, he's this guy. I mean, I felt like him. It's like, well, I, you know, <laughs> when are we seeing the Elf Olympics start? Right. There's too much of this that's been grifted from Mario. I mean, they really did. They tried to, they tried to make to mask it in a certain way. By adding some non Mario stuff like the collectibles and stuff. We should mention that. I, you know, another problem that I have with this game is that the power ups don't come nearly as often enough as they, they should. are. They are, yeah, you're not going to get them like mushrooms, that's for sure. Yeah. One of the things this game has that I did think was this was sort of interesting was to get into certain hidden areas. You've got three types of hidden areas, basically. Oh, actually, you got four. Let's talk about them. That's important. Because I will say the guys, and the level design's not bad in this. No. It's just, it's confusing, but it's not bad. Um, you've got you've got areas that are have a question mark on the door. That means you can go in there, and when you go in there, it's just like a coin roundup. Mm-hmm. You go crazy, grab all all the stuff you can. So that's that's like a uh, it's like Mario. It's like going down a tube in Mario. Yeah. Then you've got areas that only the prince can get in. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the prince outfit mm-hmm. when you go into those. They're marked with a special door. Right, and then there's also the same thing with king. Yeah. And when you go into those, like for the king one, for example, you're in the throne room, it says, and you, on that one, you're jumping over these, on these platforms that are over water. You can die in these rooms, and you're collecting coins. So there's three. Then you've got, and this game has a lot of this, are like mystery areas that are uh, harder to find. And you find one like right away when you when you go to the first question mark room. I'm sure you saw this. Uh, there's a door there to leave the question mark room. If you jump over it, you literally jump through, you the, go wall, through the wall. And then there's another room with coins. Very, mm-hmm. it's just like your Adams family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of same yeah. kind of thing. There's another area that you, uh, I think, it was like level four, where you start the game at this little point. But if you go left instead of right, you could literally jump off the screen, jump up two invisible levels, and then come across and collect. Some stuff that's at the top of the script you can't get mm-hmm. to, and I like that stuff. I do. You know, I this do. is another thing where on paper it's like, yeah, it's another, it's another checkbox. <clears throat> this game was, and it's funny. I played this game, and I because I, I got so frustrated because the way it's set up, and I was like, I'm going to kill this game. But, and and we've mentioned all the flaws, 
And having played through some of the levels, I mean, it's there's nothing. They didn't reinvent the wheel, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's solid stuff. Yeah. That's, and so it's hard to. I've heard people call this a hidden gem. I'm not going to call it that because number one, it, it's hidden for a reason. It wasn't good enough to get popular enough to people to praise it. Uh, but um, it's not. It's a solid performer. If you're in the secrets, you're. This has got a lot of good secrets that are hidden well. Mm-hmm. I think. The level design's fine. The overworld map where you can eventually sort of pick different yeah. stuff, that's fine. The enemies suck. We could agree on that. The mm-hmm. enemies suck. The main character's boring. And the enemies are just sort of boring. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, um, and the and the little flourishes, the the music between the notes that you look for in a game, they're not here. Mm-hmm. Like there, yeah. there's there's no that. animated stuff like in Super Frog. Uh, there is no even this like you know any kind of like speech bubble that comes up no. or anything like you're that. Got, it, there's no parallax scrolling if you're looking for that. Yeah, there's none of that. I mean, it's, uh, the graphics are serviceable. I'm glad that there's no parallax. Scrolling. Well, I mean, at, listen, it, I'm just saying it's it's a serviceable, yeah. but it's not attractive. It's not an and the no, levels I mean, are this, all saying there's six thousand unique screens. I mean, technically yeah. that may be true. I think that you're you're dead on with the fact that this looks like somewhere in between a Master System and a Genesis. Game. And I mean, I'm talking a lackluster Master System. You know, I. System I know platformers. that I know that I'm going to make some people upset when I say this. Oh God, I know. Um, but uh, I think that this looks a lot like one of those Alex Kidd games for the Master System. Well, the characters—it's more colorful and cartoony than those. But it—it's—I mean, in terms of performance, listen, Alex Kidd's not a bad series. I mean, I—I I, you know. to me, it's—it's it's always been the equivalent where it's just sort of been kind of a bland, no personality platform. Well, I. I think it's got more personality than this. I mean, like, this game, what I would like to see happen, okay, we talked about, the, here's my dream scenario. You've got the basics here for a quality game because the basics are good control, uh, you've, the ability to play music during the game and have sound effects. Uh, you've got decent level design. Here's what I'd like to see happen. Someone go in and reskin this game, okay? I don't usually say this. Reskin it completely and put some time into what you're going to put out there because the levels... Uh, all the levels are sort of, I mean, they're every time you go to a new world, everything there's sort of the same looking, and they're not, that doesn't make for a good game, mm-hmm. so you get bored with the way it looks. Redo the enemies. They desperately need a redo on the enemies. Add some personality to this guy, you know. What do you think about the size of your of your character versus the, versus the empty space? I feel like he may just be a, just a, a hair too small. Well, I don't know if you could. He's pretty decently sized. You think the, so? The problem is, I mean, and we're we're looking at this now, but I mean, it's, it, it, this level is pretty typical for this game. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot of. I mean, it's not. This is not. It's just a, a lot super, of empty space. It's not a super hard game. No. What's but what, what drove me nuts was just getting lost. Yeah. You know, because you have to do stuff like fall in a certain direction. That's where the level design comes in. It's good. I thought the level design from mm-hmm. all the levels and, I tried were pretty good. And again, good. it's okay to have a maze slash exploration <laughs> platformer. Don't put a time limit on it. Don't put a time limit on it. Let the well, player let the player enjoy exploring the level is, without fear. This and being is my other gripe. If you're going to remake this game, get rid of the timer mm-hmm. and get rid of the collecting. Yeah. Get rid because what? Let's face facts. Why is there a collection aspect to this? It's the same reason it's in every game because the levels aren't long enough. Yeah, you got to stretch it out. So, and, but here's the difference. You've got a game that's got six thousand individual screens. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stretch so it. You don't out. need to do that. <laughs> you know, just it's okay to have smallish levels, mm-hmm. and these levels are challenging with the usual. But puzzles and you know spinning platforms and all that gaga. Here's this shows you how creative these are, and this is these are in the game. I, re, I had a list here of the names of the levels. Okay. All right. 
Lava level. Fishy level. Checker level. The mines. The outside. Yeah. The cloud. The boats. The boats. I don't mind that one too much. The lost castle. And here's one. When you get to the bonus round, we'll just call this one bonus <laughs> round. You'd think after 10,000 hours and 6,000 screens... They might have uh, named these things a little bit. Remember more. Remember that you're You didn't watch Futurama, but there was a there was an organization that, that were neutral. Everything about them was neutral. This is this is the game they would make. Mm-hmm. Just a totally bland, flavorless, neutral game mm-hmm. that had no pizzazz. This game needs pizzazz. Um, the reviewers were very similar to us, I think, on this one, Boatster. Um, the uh, Lemon folks gave this a 7.32. And I should mention, Boat, and I think I touched on it briefly, there are, there's quite a few, there's a pocket of people that think this is a real hidden gem. Because mm-hmm. it was only out in the Amiga. And by the way, the, uh, you should have released this on the PC. I, I don't see why. I, it it, it seems like it was ready to go. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, it would fit right on the shelf yeah. next to Jazz, the Jackrabbit. Well, and all I that think Jazz stuff. is way more personality and pizzazz than this. But I mean, but the there, graphic, were, but yeah. there were tons of games like also, this. Also, it, it was more of a shooting platformer. Uh, Amiga Action gave this a 75. Amiga Computing gave it a 92. Amiga Force gave it a 58. And <laughs> they didn't like it. Amiga Format, I read that. I'll get, get in that in a second. Amiga Format gave it an 84. Amiga Power gave it a 70. And CU Amiga 86 and the 1 gave it a 79. Now, um, the people at uh, Amiga Force said, they basically said, look, uh, these guys are known for their public domain stuff, and like this looks like public domain. That's basically what they said. Mm. And I was like, you know, that's cool. But if you look at the games that they did that we played, mm-hmm. those games were real spiffy-looking games. They were demo-y looking. What happened to that? Where's that? I know you hate it, but get, let's get some sort of upbeat music in there. Well, I think that what, some, even the water effects yeah. and stuff in this are, are boring. I think this is the classic example of you know writing to what you think will sell instead of writing what you think will be a good game. Well, you know, I, I, I can't say that you're wrong there. I think that they saw a market for a kids game, a, like a platform mm-hmm. a kids game. And my son might play this, but I mean, again, we always measure this by what if in '93. If you were playing, if this game was introduced on a console, how would it do? It would be. You it wouldn't would be, even yeah. release this. It's right. not. It doesn't look right. like a console-ready game. Right. So as well as it plays, and it does play okay, the flaws are very close to the positives in this. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a it's a real middle. Like I'd say, like somewhere in this, I'd, it's certainly a C level game yeah. in my opinion. We get to get some uh, Discord user reviews. Remember, if you are a member of the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord, you can. Uh, Write your reviews to be read live on the show. Uh, Barkbit, still enjoying his vacation over in the Sweden. Oh, man. Uh, he says, um, this sounds okay, looks decent, but falls flat on gameplay and overall level design. Woody's a dumb-looking guy <laughs> that slips all over the place in a huge world with very little content. There you, know, you go. Yeah. You called that. You can collect things and even get different outfits that are supposed to make you more powerful, but after five levels, I quit in sheer boredom. Another failed Mario attempt. Did, Three out of ten. Did you? I meant to ask you this. Did you think the outfits actually helped you that much? No. I no. mean, the star helped. Well, yeah. I mean, having a projectile is always going to help. But um, like, did you feel like you could jump I, higher I or didn't, more faster? Yeah, it took me a while to figure out exactly what was was changing yeah. here. Um, I will give the game props though for actually changing his outward appearance. Yeah, it looks. You know, that, I do like um, that. Yeah, At least it gave cool. him something. Yeah. Um, Graham Vepke says. I don't find this game to be that similar to Mario, Mario or Guiana Sisters at all. This game reminds me more of the Master System version of Castle of Illusion. 
It has attempted to add in some Sonic the Hedgehog elements, but sadly there is not really much to do in each level and there are too many off-screen and through-wall elements. I think that this is an approachable platformer and better than a lot of others. It's just not one I would choose to play often. Five out of ten. Yeah. And Chris Fold says, another terrible Amiga platformer. He does a pony punches. The main guy moves around like some kind of goofball, slipping and sliding like the world is covered in banana skins. This attempts at fast sonic bit or the attempts at fast sonic bits fail due to everything being a bit too zoomed in and lacks any finesse to the control system which makes or breaks a platformer. And based on that, this game is broke. Two out of ten just because it annoyed me so much. Wow. And finally, the Pix. Pixels at Dawn. He says, a relatively competent platformer with charming graphics and satisfactory sound. Decent controls and power-ups and a ton of secrets, but another game fascinated with insta-death spike yes. pits and holes make this game much more frustrating than fun. 5.5 out of 10. We didn't even mention the spike pits, but I mean, they're there. They're always there. They're always there. Yeah, you know, several of those guys mentioned the slippiness of it. And I mean, he does slip on, but yeah, I didn't find that that no, bad. No, I mean, I, I there's there's a sliding scale with uh, with with, with slipperiness, uh -huh. and this one didn't it didn't um, it didn't affect me. I thought that I thought he controlled just fine. I thought that was probably one of the better things about the game. I think with a little polish and maybe a little do over on some stuff, you could have had something special there as opposed to what it is, which is mediocre. Yeah, yeah. I do want to mention that uh, if you're watching us live and uh, want to hang out with us tomorrow virtually, uh, we are hosting the next meeting of the Taze Valley Classic Computer Club right here in Amigo Studios um, here in uh, Casa El Boat. Um, I would have lots of cameras set up everywhere. We're going to have some folks over, going to be playing some arcade games, some pinball. Uh, some computer stuff. computer stuff. So um, if you want to just kind of virtually hang out, if you've ever watched one of Amiga Bill's uh, Amiga Party streams, this is going to be a similar deal this to is that. a lower brow event. Yeah. <laughs> what time are we kicking this thing off tomorrow? It's going to start at 7 o'clock. Oh, it is? Yeah. I need to change that on Facebook then. Yeah, it's going to start at 7 o'clock. And um, it should be, it should be fun. I, I bought some uh, breadsticks that I'm going to cook in the oven. Fancy. And yeah. we, uh, you know, every other meeting, this is what our fourth or fifth meeting mm -hmm. mode our previous meetings were at my kid's dojo, uh, but the dojo recently moved to a bigger, better building. Unfortunately, it's all pads. There's no entryway there, and so there's nowhere to set up. Yeah. So we had to boat bravely, decide to take over the reins. Good job, boat. Well, thank you. Um, as far as the Patreon supporter, the supporter song from last week, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Um, only one person I wrote in anyone got with a response. Did he get it right? He got it right. That is a miracle. Uh, I'm going to read it. It says, well, this is the message. He mm -hmm. says, well, it took me a few listens, but oh. tell Aaron to bring out his grand personal salute, because you promised a grand personal salute if anyone got this, because I'm pretty sure I got it right. Kiss me by sixpence, none the richer. Oh, my gosh. And who is this genius? Barkbit. Barkbit. <laughs> That's my Benny Hill right there to you, sir. Well done. So, uh, yeah. Only one to get it right, Barkbit. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Let me tell you something, Barkbit. You're not a scholar because you sat and listened to that over and over to figure that out. So I'll give you the salute. I'll give you the credit. But I pity you, and I think you're also out of your mind. There you uh, go. Well, if you know the answer to this week's supporter challenge, uh, you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com and I will read your name live on the air. And if you do want to support the show, either through Patreon or through PayPal, you can visit us at 
everythingamiga.com slash support. So, here we go. What is that? It's Mindspace. Deckard Threepwood, Gary Heather Freelunch, Kate Fox David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong Andy Jones, Lobster Minator, Craig Mel, Club McClellan, 10 Minute Amiga, Ritter Cats. Counting Virtual Sheep, Bernard Quinn, Retro Man Cave, Tim True, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Edder, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nims, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Darren Lomax, calling for one night, Bart Bid, Roland Burke, Andrew Monster, the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf Kellant, Alan Kebab, Chekote, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky Rocher, Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy CTC, the Slow Norris, Tiffalon, Swargard, Munson, and then Harold Lindor 75, Christopher Asso, Ravi Abbott, Chris Falls, Dreamcatcher, Lord Charu, Graham, Vabke, Lane, Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Return, Danny's Gary Hacker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Nuggins, House, Tazer the Green, Josh Dad, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THC, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy Humberstad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason's Runs, Pixels at Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. My God. <laughs> I think you had multiple personalities singing several different tunes right there. Well, you were really going up there for those. I have to. I mean, I owe it. I owe it to all of you. I never knew you were soprano. You don't know a lot of things. Your about range me. is unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Aaron, next week we're going to shift gears, get out of the platforming world. We're going to delve deep into the deepest of strategy games. We're going to talk about Battle Isles. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes, I was tipped off on this one. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. So uh, we hope to see you. Uh, we want to thank. All the fine folks over in the uh, YouTube chat. We got Pixels at Dawn, Barkbit, Mr. Guga, Pic <laughs> Picard 2005, Threepwoods Thrifts, uh, Necronoms in the house, uh, Duncan Styles. So thank you.